The FT. Some people believe crowdfunding could be a solution to the financing struggles faced by many young biotech companies in the early stages of drug development. This month, a Welsh company called Cell Therapy, founded by the Nobel laureate Sir Martin Evans, raised almost seven hundred thousand pounds in one of the biggest crowdfundings in the sector so far. I'm Clive Cookson, FT Science Editor, and I'm joined by Andrew Ward, our pharmaceuticals correspondent, to discuss whether this provides a new model for financing medical science. So, Andrew, what is this cell therapy company, and what are they doing? Well, as you mentioned, Sir Martin Evans won the Nobel Prize for Medicine in 2007 for breakthroughs in cell therapy, and he's used this expertise to develop a new treatment for heart disease that uses regenerative medicine to repair the damage to heart muscle after a heart attack. It's already been through mid-stage trials, and now they're pushing towards market with the help of crowdfunding. And why have they chosen this crowdfunding model? Rather than going through more traditional financing like venture capital, well, they say that they want to experiment with a, a new model. They say regenerative medicine has the potential to transform medical science, and they want to give people a chance to take a stake in it. But I think. Clearly, one of the big attractions for companies of this kind is that through crowdfunding, you're getting a dispersed shareholder base rather than one big fund coming in and taking quite a bit of control. So, for the founders of a biotech company, you can use crowdfunding to bring money in without ceding the level of control that's typical when a venture capital fund invests. And I guess that crowdfunding being trendy now. Creates sort of buzz, doesn't it? It's exciting. It shows you're an innovative rather than a dull old biotech company. It's one of the hottest areas of alternative finance, which is, in broader terms, a big new trend in finance for entrepreneurial startup companies. We also see peer-to-peer lending. It so far has been concentrated most in the technology sector, and so this is why it's an interesting question as to whether it also extends to life sciences, where development cycles tend to be much longer. You know, if you're developing a new computer game or a mobile phone app, then you can turn it around. Very quickly, get to market very quickly. A drug, on the other hand, takes ten, twelve years, and hundreds of millions of dollars. The question is whether that model is suited to crowdfunding. Have the company told you what sort of people are putting their money in? Well, it's a total of three hundred people who invested sums ranging from thirty-seven pounds to one hundred eight thousand pounds. The founders personally met about a third of them, so it's quite a sort of democratic style of finance. Quite a potentially close relationship between the investors and the management. It also allows the crowd funders to meet personally with the management and get more information before they make the decision. To invest, they say that most of them had some level of financial experience. Many of them were former bankers or hedge fund managers or experienced angel investors. And of course, this is one of the concerns, particularly of financial regulators. The UK's Financial Conduct Authority has had some sharp words about crowdfunding, saying that you really must only go into this if you're prepared to lose all your money. It's very high risk, and particularly in biotech. So, cell therapies. Says, look, this is not widows and orphans. This is people who know what they're doing. 
And for the company itself, are there any downsides? I guess one is that this board administration, with this number of early shareholders coming in, who have all got to be loved and jollied along. Absolutely. So that's quite a change from the typical model of a young startup that will have the founders, then it might bring in VC. So you have quite concentrated, small number of shareholders. Yeah, so it potentially complicate matters, particularly if then subsequent to the crowdfunding, you want to bring in VC or you want to sell, then having a much larger number of shareholders potentially complicates matters. There's also a question of whether there's At this stage, a credibility question, an impression that perhaps a company that goes for crowdfunding did so because it couldn't get money elsewhere. In the case of cell therapy, they say that's not the case. They say they had VC offers and they deliberately chose to go for crowdfunding instead. And what about other companies? Do you think crowdfunding is going to become a serious force in biotech finance? There's been a few other examples. There's a company in Scotland called Parcure uh, out of Edinburgh University, which is developing potential treatments for Parkinson's disease. They raised £60,000 this month. Interestingly, they got a lot of their money from people with some kind of family connection, some kind of personal, emotional commitment to helping find a cure for Parkinson's disease. And that is, again, potentially quite a driving force behind crowdfunding if you can tap a patient community who have a particular motivation for putting money in. I guess some of these people might have given the money to charity instead. So that's a potential tension, I think. I think the charities will be looking at this warily. On the one hand, they might welcome a new way to bring money into medical research, but I think that they will also be nervous that this could target the people who would otherwise be giving to charities. Because if you're looking to put money into medical research, here's a a way for you to do it with the prospect, if it works, of getting money back in the long run. Well, thanks, Andrew. Crowdfunding is one of our top 10 healthcare innovations to watch in 2015. To look at the others, see our Innovation in Healthcare special report at ft.com forward slash healthinnovate. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.